What's going on, everybody? This is the Searching for Something podcast. We look at everything and anything from every angle to see if there's something worth talking about. And today, what I want to talk about is a number of different topics, but I guess where I want to start with is talking about Drake. You know, Drake just dropped a new album. I see everybody posting it on their stories saying, hey, yo, look, I'm listening to it, too. You know, they're exhibiting socially accepted behavior, you know, a little social proof. Never heard anybody like, hey, yo, look, I like Drake, too. And I get it. I get it. Drake's one of the biggest artists of all time. You know, this guy's a certified hit maker. And I was looking forward to listening to the album. And the moment I did, I realized, I'm like, oh, okay. Okay, now I know who Drake is more. I had a hunch this was the case, but after an album like this, I'm like, oh, okay, I know you now. I know you. You're like Disney. You just repackage commercially accepted stuff. Not commercially accepted, but commercially successful. And let me just repackage it and give it to you again next year. You know, it's like there's Cars and there's Cars 2 and there's Cars 3. Has there ever really been more original Pixar movies? It's kind of the same shit. It's like, oh, wait, hold on. We did this. This worked. So let's do it again. And let's just extend that quick little extendo, you know. Or maybe Drake is more like the iPhone where you have the iPhone 14, the iPhone 15 comes out. And you're like, okay, what's different? Oh, this one has USB-C. All right. Anything else? Uh, battery life is a little bit better, uh, better camera, I guess, but it's all pretty much the same. You're not really going to notice a difference if you have the iPhone 14 to 15. So, oh, yep. So that will be $1,200, please. You know, it's the same thing with Drake where there's no hate though. It's just being able to recognize that. All right. As an artist, he has capped out on creativity. He's not going to do anything that's pushing the bounds. So that's why I always compare Drake to somebody like Kanye. Yay. You know, where Drake is a certified hit maker, but Ye's visionary. You know, when it comes to Kanye, every single album that he's going to put out is new music. It's a sound that you've never heard before. He's pushing the bounds of his craft and by doing so, paves the way for new artists to come in and, and explore that type of sound because it's essentially been given that massive cosine of, hey, it's, it's okay to experiment and try something else that, you know, not other people are doing. Once you are hiking and you see the footsteps, you're like, oh, okay, I, I can go on that path. I thought I always needed to go right, but I see footsteps going left this way. All right, let's check it out. That's what Ye does. He's, he's charting territory that's never even been touched but drake is real happy with just kind of doing the same old same old shit and don't get me wrong it bumps it's not to say it doesn't bump it bumps but it's just fucking boring it's just the same thing over and over again all right iphone 13 to iphone 14 to iphone 15 it's no innovation and that's all right um but the the main reason why drake is essentially one the world over is because of his origin of winning the women the the woman card the woman heart 
you know, making R&B type music, making about love, talking about like you're beautiful, you know, hair tied, chill with no makeup on. That's when you the pretty is. I hope you don't take it wrong. Like if somebody, if I was a girl and somebody said that to me, I would feel beautiful. I would feel like, whoa, you love me. Oh my gosh. So I get it, you know, that angle paid off for him big time. Because when you look at like research, you look at data, you know, this is something I'm pulling up from bankrate.com, but I see like Forbes covered it, Inc.com covered it, different marketing sites have covered it. Over 80% of purchases and purchase influence are made by women. This is all over the fucking world. So it's like if you can win the woman's heart, in terms from like a consumer standpoint, they will ride or die and be in your corner. And, you know, with the some of the controversy that Ye has gone into, some of the naughty stuff he's saying, you know, tisk tisk. It's like um, a dog trying to jump on the counter and eat your sandwich. Sometimes I get the newspaper and go, hey, yo, down. But like, I, I know you want it. I know what you're trying to do. But like, you know, not everybody wants to get their sandwich taken. So. That's that, you know. Drake is always going to be pumping out music. It's going to sound the same. You're still going to listen to it. Music is undoubtedly powerful, you know. It can also serve as dis- distraction, though. As there's a new album rolling out, I guess there's bombs that are getting rolled out in the Middle East. I don't know about you guys, but my whole timeline, every social media site that I go on, it's about Israel and Palestine. And it's like, oh, yo, have you posted on your story yet? It's like the, it's like BLM now. Hey, yo, did you post the black square on Instagram yet? Oh, you didn't? Oh, okay, you hate black people then. It's like, well, hold on a second. I, I just got here. What's happening? Wait, who did what? Wait, can I get more information? They said, nah, dude, just post the black square. Show solidarity. You're like, I don't know what's happening. I just got here. I'm late. I'm late. What is happening? So... There's so many things that are just getting fucking pumped. Like, I've been on X more. I've been getting more and more active on that platform. So make sure to follow if that's something that you'd be interested in. I post daily on there little snippets that could potentially make it into the podcast. But that's besides the point. Think because of the conflict in the Middle East, it has limited my social media engagement in the morning. In the sense that I'm not opening up these fucking apps anymore. Especially on X. This shit is just uncensored. I'm seeing a little baby that's dead. I'm seeing a dead corpse that's getting hauled off in the back of a pickup truck. This is 7.35 a.m. And and now you expect me to have a good day? Good morning. Hello. How are you? Talking to my neighbor. I just saw a bunch of videos of dead kids and people with their legs blown off. Yeah, I'm gonna go get some some coffee now. Like it's it's how do you expect me to have a good day after I see that? You know, I, I get it. There's this is the reality of some people that are living over there. Some people are living with the reality of having cancer. I don't want to see cancer ads on YouTube. I could be having a, a fantastic day, and I just see this child bald. Asking me for a donation, asking me for money, and that they'll die if I don't pay them. It's like, dude, I'm trying to watch like this fucking 
you know, grizzly bear compilation video of them getting salmon. Like, it was just super calming. It's late at night. I'm trying to get ready for bed. The water sounds cool. I like bears, you know, I like the wild. And now I need to sit here with guilt and shame for not donating my whole paycheck to a cancer ad. You know, they get you. They get you by the fucking nutsack. And that's why I want to pose a quote that was said by Mark Twain that I think is really relevant right now. And he says, whenever you find yourself on the side of the majority, it is time to pause and reflect. So if everybody is posting the Black Square on Instagram, if everybody's posting a flag of Israel and saying, I stand with Israel, fuck Palestine, I'm like, well, hold on a second. I went, whoa, what's happening? I need to pause and reflect right now. I need to actually learn what's going on. Why am I going to just blindly follow the herd and post the Black Square, post the flag of Israel? What does that mean? What am I supporting? What's going on? I, you know, I see quotes from people that are more you know, boots on the ground over there. And they're saying, hey, what happened with the Hamas and the, the terrorist attack? That's what's been happening in Palestine for, you know, every day for 50 years. I'm not picking a side here because I need to do the research. I don't know what to think. I don't know what to believe. What's going on with Israel? What's going on in Palestine? I need to actually get more educated on this before I start saying, hey, um, if you don't support Israel, shame on you. That's These are some of the stuff I see posts where I'm like, wait, why is everything so binary? So when it comes to, to gender, that's not binary, but stuff with a super complex geopolitical issue, that's binary though. Oh, okay. So who you are and who you identify is not binary, but when it comes to war and people dying, that's binary. That doesn't make sense. It Like, Let's just be consistent throughout all of it, not just black and white. You're either with us or you're against us. You're either going to post the black square or you're not going to post the black square. I don't want to fucking post it on Instagram. I don't know what's going on. I just got here. I'm late. Let me do a little silent reading time and I'll get back to you on what I think. And I think that's what's funny about seeing all these celebrities come out and post on their Instagram story of... Hey, I stand with Israel. I stand with Israel. I'm like, well, hold on a second. Like, I see some celebrities and influencers who stand with Palestine, and they're getting absolutely shit on. And people are saying, hey, there's lists that I guess people are signing petitions for, like, being on the side of Palestine. And people in Wall Street, I saw some post where this guy was saying, like, oh, yeah. Let's publish the list so we know not to give them jobs. It's like, well, whoa, what the fuck is going on? People can't have opinions anymore. Like I said, I'm not, I'm not in a position where I'm super well-versed in the Middle East conflict. So I'm not going to tell you I'm on this side or I'm on that side. But just looking at it at face value, somebody who holds a, an opposing opinion from the majority is now going to potentially have no more like job prospects, we're going to take away your ability to make money because of your stance on Middle Eastern geopolitics. Does that make fucking sense? You know, a friend of mine, he just sent me a, a screenshot where it was like, hey, make a joke about Mexico. And then it makes like a salsa joke. And then it's like, hey, make a joke about Canada. It makes a joke about, you know, maple syrup and hockey, you know, all 
harmless stuff and then it says hey make a joke about israel and then it's, it's important to realize that jokes can be harmful it's like well, whoa what's going on is this voldemort is this the name that we cannot speak of i don't know i'm late i need to do reading so i'll eventually come to an opinion of what's going on but i doubt fucking justin bieber and all these other major pop stars know what's going on the people who tell them to pump out this content is the record label they're signed to. It's the management teams that are in their corner. It's the PR engine that runs all of their social media relations. They say, hey, yo, post a black square. Hey, yo, like post a flag of Israel right now. Like this low-key clout. Like, yo, you'll get hella clout right now. Let's drive up the engagement. You're going to drop an album next week, right? Yeah, yeah. So post all this right now so they know that you're the good guy. What the fuck is going on? I don't know. I really don't know what's happening. All I'm saying is, hey, going back to the Mark Twain quote, when you find yourself on the side of the majority, it's time to pause and reflect. I'm just using this as an example to question everything. If everything's getting flooded on your timeline and it's only of one side and it's trying to get you emotionally bought in, you know, if I can get you into a state of fear, you're much easier to manipulate and control. When we have a spike in cortisol in the brain, the prefrontal cortex temporarily shuts down. And so when you think to yourself, oh my gosh, I was so mad, I, I couldn't even think. Yeah, you quite literally could not think. The prefrontal cortex is where higher level decision making and language is, is derived from. So if I can attack that part of your brain, I can get you to do anything and not not fucking personally me. I'm just talking about people who are in positions of control and, you know, are fine tuning these algorithms to continuously pump in this negative content. It just puts you into a lower vibrational state. And who knows, you might be more willing to spend money, you know, to comfort yourself. Oh, look, Prime Day, Prime Day, ding, 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 Prime Day, Prime Day. Hey, yo, you need this vacuum? Hey, yo, you need a new bed? Hey, yo, you should get this new little gadget. Why? Because it's 40% off. I don't need it. I don't think you fucking heard me, you clown. It's 40% off. Put it in your cart. It's Prime Day, bitch. Okay, I guess I'll buy it. Yo, what'd you get on Prime Day? I got a drone for 1200 bucks. Why? It's 15% off and it's Prime Day, you know? See, it's like... These things don't seem connected, but when I can manipulate how you feel, it all starts to come into play. It all does. So question everything. Question it all. Why am I seeing this? Why am I only seeing it from one angle? What's the other side? But people don't do that because it's hard to think. It's really hard to think. That's why we just rely on all these different shortcuts. That's why we're creatures of habit. We're trying to minimize the way the brain exerts energy you know when you go to these like um chess tournaments you know these chess players they can burn like 1200 2000 3000 calories this is all from literally sitting still and thinking intensely so this thinking burns calories it's burning oil it is not free to think and so if it was because it's costs money you know, a lot of people are impoverished, so they'll just adopt the ideas of others and pass them off as their own. So that's all I'm saying. When you start seeing Middle Eastern conflict and people are telling you to post the the black square and, and to post the flag of Israel, just say, why? What's going on? Let me look into this further. So right now, 
I'm just saying to everybody listening, it's silent reading time for me. And I got to put my head down and actually learn what the fuck's going on because it's quite convenient when people start asking questions of, hey, why are we sending billions of dollars to Ukraine? Hey, how's that going, by the way? What's going on over there? And it's like, well, what the fuck does that matter, you idiot? Look what's going on in the Middle East. We got to send the money now. I know, but I shut up, dude. Were you anti-Semite? No, I'm just, I was asking about Ukraine. Anti-Semite, anti-Semite. Dude, I just asked a question about like this other place that we've sent billions of dollars to. I'm not anti-Semite, I'm just asking a question. Yup, sounds like what an anti-Semite would say. Fucking idiot. Hey, yo, guys, let's get them. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's slow down. All right, question everything. And that's what's funny when we actually study the origin of the term conspiracy. When we use words and we don't ever think to ourselves, hey, where'd that word come from? Conspiracy was coined by the CIA. This is literally like a PSYOP term. If I can deem something a conspiracy theory, I essentially throw the baby out with the bathwater. There could be a sliver of truth nested inside of a very complex conspiracy theory. And because I can deem it a conspiracy theory, all I have to say to you is, what are you, some fucking conspiracy theorist? About tinfoil hat on? Dude, that sounds so stupid. You really think that things are played out to that degree of detail? Nuance? It's like, yeah. So it's like conspiracy. I hate the term, yo, this is a conspiracy. It's just you thinking. It's you questioning. And they want to demonize you questioning and, and looking a bit further. We say, hey, what's behind the curtain? I see the world is just a stage and there's actors and we want to know what's behind the curtain. And all the people who ask what's behind the curtain, I guess you're a conspiracy theorist, according to these fucking people. So that's where the term comes from. And honestly, it makes me think I, I might be starting a new series on this podcast where I do conspiracy theory breakdowns where I present the conspiracy theory and then I present the opposing side and I'll let you decide on what you think. And maybe from time to time I'll say, hey, this is what I think on it. Um, but I think that could be an interesting, fun segment to do. Um, and I must say that there is a difference between questioning and conspiracizing versus just being full-blown schizophrenic. There definitely is a big fucking difference between the two. Let me pull up this Instagram video that I saw. I'm going to be pulling it up on my phone right now. This is absolutely insane. This is essentially making the claim that Bill and Melinda Gates are dead. That they've been dead. So let me just... If you hear this music... If you're going through Instagram or you're going through TikTok and you hear this fucking, uh, this sound, listen to the sound. You know some shit's about to be getting dropped. So, all right. So, look, let's look at this from the top. This is an example of somebody going more towards the uh, schizophrenic side of things rather than, rather than just questioning. So the post states, Bill and Melinda Gates died in 2013, according to Ancestry.com. It says right here, it shows a screenshot of Ancestry.com. It says, birth of daughter. Her daughter, Phoebe Adele, was born in 2002. 
Her husband, William Bill Henry, passed away on July 29, 2013, at the age of 58. They had been married 19 years. Melinda Ann French died in July 2013. This is like all a screenshot from... What the fuck? No, I... Okay. Something went wrong with my audio there. Um, Alright, so then it starts talking about how Melinda Gates timeline she's dead and then right here this is their supposed proof right here proof that bill and melinda gates are dead both died on july 29th 2013 what they don't tell you is that india put out warrants for their arrests they were arrested taken to india and tribunaled found guilty of genocide and hanged there these records were pulled from Ancestry.com in 2020. What the fuck? I, I'm just reading you what I'm seeing, man. These ain't my thoughts. And then it shows a picture of Bill and Melinda Gates in like 2013, 2012, and then what they look like now. I will admit what they look like now compared to then is way different. I mean, at the same time, though, could just be plastic surgery, different camera lens. And then here it's saying that Melinda Gates is actually Kevin Klein dressed as a woman. And that Bill Gates is now Annie Leibowitz, Vanity Fair photographer since 1983 to 2008. And that she's now Bill Gates. I don't know how the fuck that makes sense. And then it says real ones are dead, hanged in India with their polio vaccines. Almost 50,000 children crippled. The clone of Bill, he was hanged October 1st, 2021. Okay, first it's 2013 and now it's 2021. See, it doesn't make sense. I'm all for questioning. I'm all for thinking and saying, yo, yo, what's going on? But it just, these types of people think everything is a conspiracy they think the mailman is actually a CIA agent that's there to collect data on them. So that's when I say that's what could be fun in terms of a segment, kind of breaking down these ridiculous theories. But that's this is one I wouldn't even fucking spend my time on. This is just me bringing it up and passing because of how ridiculous it is. But I don't know. It's insane. What's what is insane, though, is people defending pedophiles. That's what's insane. That's what's happening. People defend pedophilia. There's pushes for pedophilia to be part of the LGBTQ plus community. They're saying that it's a sexual orientation. They're calling pedophiles minor attracted people. This has to be one of the stupidest fucking things I've ever heard in my entire life. Seriously, a minor attracted person. This is a person who has mental illness. And you're trying to pass it off as in, this is just like a lifestyle. And I had recently just seen something get passed in Florida. There's some type of Florida bill. I guess Governor DeSantis signed something called HB 1297 to impose the death penalty for those pedophiles who commit sexual battery against children under the age of 12. To me, I read that. I'm like, okay, yeah, for sure. Fuck a pedophile. Pedophile were to ever hurt and damage a child, 
I think they should be dead. They should be castrated. That is one of the most heinous, most evil acts that you could ever do. A child is nothing but pure innocence, and you're just robbing them of innocence and filling them with your vile, dis disgusted evilness. It's, it's absolutely disgusting. And so I don't know why anybody would oppose the death penalty on pedophiles who commit sexual battery against children, you know, uh, under the age of 12. And then I see these people posting on X, formerly Twitter, I'm seeing them saying this is an attack on the transgender community and that this is some type of like hidden Trojan horse and that this is supposed to attack them. It's like, what? These people are quite literally outing themselves as pedophiles. This isn't an attack. You can be transgender and not commit sexual battery on a child. Where, where's the disconnect? You can do whatever you want. It's a free country. You want to do that? Fine. Cool. I'm not going to get in the way with that. And I'm not going to say you shouldn't do that. Live however you want to live. It does not bother me. But what does bother me is sexual battery on a child under 12 or any child for that matter on anybody that bothers me. That's terrible. I don't want people dying. I don't want people getting hurt. This stuff really impacts my soul. It sucks. It's, it fucking sucks seeing any of this. And so we have people defending this and saying that this is an attack on their community. I'm sorry, but you're a fucking idiot if you think that. Seriously. I, I tend to avoid taking like strong stances because I want to more so have this be centered on the listener and like have you come to your own conclusions. But for right now, this is when I'll interject and say that is fucking stupid. If you think that bill is an attack on the transgender community somehow, don't commit sexual battery and you're OK. Literally it. You'll be fine. You'll be 100 percent fine if you don't do that. Seriously. And this is somehow related. It just makes me think because of Florida passing this bill, I'm pretty sure there was also stuff in Florida in the news talking about like drag queens reading to children, these like story time. In all honesty, guys, why? Why are we doing this? Why are we having drag queens read to kids? Seriously, like who is putting them up to this? If you guys are familiar with the name of George Soros, I guess this guy has been investing billions of dollars in these types of programs. I'll leave it at that. That could maybe even be an, its own episode in itself, kind of diving into the intricacies of what that investment is, what it looks like. Let me know if you're interested in that. But who really wants a, a, a drag queen twerking, but damn near naked, dancing in front of a child? Child is pure innocence. There's videos online where a dad sees that this is going on where he sees like a group of drag queens dancing in front of his kid in like a reading time and he goes in there wanting to pull out his child and the teachers are tackling him they're tackling him they're refusing to let him go they don't want him to grab his child this is his kid they're now holding his kid hostage like what is going on it is so crazy and it's it's funny because People are afraid to speak on these topics. You know, we talk about freedom of speech and, oh, my gosh, freedom of speech. So important. So important. Really what freedom of, of really what freedom of speech is evolving to is freedom to conform publicly. You can speak willingly, 
as long as you conform to majority opinion. That's what freedom of speech is getting to the point to. You know, you hear these leaders in these, you know, positions of political power saying, hey, free speech is great, but there are limits. There was a whole speech done by this, like, New Zealand prime minister lady where she was talking about how we need to, like, combat free speech because it is going to solve, like, misinformation. I don't even know what the fuck her whole stance was, but it was just so stupid. It was so stupid. It's like, we need to combat free speech by limiting free speech. I don't know what that even means, but it just makes me think when these adults, an adult male, this is a grown man in makeup and wearing a thong, when he's dancing in front of your child, it makes me think about uh, Freemasonry. What is Freemasonry, Isaac? Okay, are you, are you are you the schizophrenic guy now? You putting the tinfoil hat on? The Freemasonry, I think, is going to get its own episode, but just to high level, Freemasonry is one of the oldest fraternal organizations in the world. You know, you can look at the dollar bill. Pull out a dollar bill right now. You'll see shit written in Latin. You'll see you'll see the all-seeing eye. That's one of their most powerful symbols that connects all of Freemasonry. And I found this little screenshot through their book. Book of Freemasonry. They have it. And this is what it says. All right. Moreover, the beast 666 adviseth that all children shall be accustomed from infancy to witness every type of sexual act, as also the process of birth, lest falsehood, fog, and mystery, mystery stupefy their minds whose air else might thwart and misdirect the growth of their subconscious system of soul symbolism. All right, that was quite the mouthful. So Isaac, what does that mean? What is it saying? If I can look at all the symbols that are being sent to our children, and I say our children because I want to have a legion of kids. I want to have 10 kids. I want to have a whole little academy and teach them and spread love. And that's a whole nother discussion. I digress. Look at the symbols. There's a, there's a quote by Confucius where he talks about symbols rule the world, not words nor laws. And Carl Jung, one of the most influential 20th century thinkers to ever exist, an understudy of Sigmund Freud, branched off because they started to perceive the unconscious to be a little bit different. He goes really deep into dreams. That will be its own episode as well. He talks about how he has a book literally called Man and His Symbols, Symbols of the Unconscious. He believes that we have inherited this archaic mind and part of the archaic mind, the way that it would understand things going around is through symbols, through symbolism. And, you know, look at the cross, look at the, you know, Star David, all these crazy not crazy, but all these very prominent symbols, they're everywhere. Billions of people resonate with these things. And so if we can start and look at what they're doing with like transgenders, LGBTQ plus community, they're putting it in flags. Everybody has a flag now. There's like a hundred flags. We're confusing children. We're going to, what is it right here? Misdirect the growth of their subconscious system of soul symbolism. If I can misdirect your soul symbolism mechanism in the brain, I can control you. Because now what's happening is 
I'm splitting you from your parents because here's one way of thinking and here's your parents' way of thinking. We're now psyoping your kids. We, we want to collapse society. We want there to be less than 500 million people. Yes, they say this in Freemasonry. And yeah, if we can't kill them by force, then let's confuse them and make it so having kids isn't very compelling. This is what's going on, guys. I'm, I know I started talking about schizophrenics. I don't know if I'm being a schizophrenic right now. I'm just reading what's out there and relaying it to you guys. There's kids that are under attack. They are really trying to misdirect soul symbolism, put the, these ideas into their head, and there's pedophiles that are saying, hey, this bill is attacking me. It's like, just don't commit sexual battery, and you're fine. Okay? 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 So, yeah. Whether I'm wearing a tinfoil hat or I'm schizophrenic, I think it's just important to question what's going on, and... I just wanted to run these ideas by you guys, see what you think. I'm not the, you know, overseer of truth. I just think, I just question, and I just want to really open up the dialogue to see what the fuck you guys think. But regardless if you guys agree with that last part or not, I think we can all agree that the Drake album was pretty mid and that Kanye is visionary and pushes the bounds of music more than Drake ever will. If there was no Kanye, there wouldn't be no Drake. And Drake has said this verbatim. So for all the dogs out there listening, woof, woof. Um, until next time, peace and love. And just start questioning stuff, guys. Whether you're going to be posting the Black Square on Instagram, posting the Flag of Israel, just look at what's going on. See what's happening in Palestine, too. I don't know. It's silent reading time for me, so... That will conclude the Searching for Something podcast episode. Until next time, guys.